Jigger. Timberland show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Jigger. Timberland show. Nah, nah, biatch. Say what, say what? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Follow me, biatch. Nigga, ho. Motherfuckers wanna act low, go hit it with numerous shots with the fofo. Like wanna took a popo, smoke them like cocoa. Fuck rap, coke by the boat load. Fuck that on the run by gun high, one eye closed, let pose through some got closed. Stop your bullshit, clock with the full clip. Motherfuckers better duck when the full spin. One shot can make a nigga do a full flip. Seen a nigga like a shock on the full head. I hate my high, you know niggas wanna buy you. But see me, I wanna fuck for free. Like I gotta take drive, make you feel it inside your belly. Get this tie, get the KY jelly. All night, get your wide up inside the tell side to side to your stage, to your two lunch for me. Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. But condoms in at the same place with the rhymes invented. So all I do is rap and sex. Imagine how I stroll. See how I was flowing on my last cassette. Rapping quiet like I'm blasting the tech. Never jam though. Never get high. Never run out of ammo. Niggas hating the shit because I shade your bitch. You know your favorite. I know what they. Mm. Okay. That's how I'm feeling today. Okay, That's how okay, I'm feeling okay. today. Yeah, lot, lot going on in this damn country. A lot going on. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. Um, yo, before we even get to, how you feeling, bro? How you feeling? How you I'm feeling? well. I'm well. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Just, just a lot, a lot in in this country, a man. A lot going on in the country. Yeah, a that, lot going on in the country. Where that, you want to start? Which? That's where I want to start. Like first off, like I, as a you good. It's the rent money good, but as a black man, how you feeling? Um, it's been a lot of tunnel tunnel vision for me. I don't even see what's going on. I, I'm I'm aware of it, but I don't see it. Mm. Um, I'm I'm focused. Focus. That's what I can say about that. I'm I'm very focused. Hmm. Well, I wanna. So have you have you seen the video of, or, or about like the. The um the dang his name escapes me right now, but the 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 guy who got shot seven times in the back. 
Yeah, um you you know it's it's tough because it seems like I'm beginning to be kind of desensitized mm. toward um everything that's going on. Yeah. It's so much going on at one thing, it's hard to, you know, grieve about the the first thing that that bothers you. Next thing you know, somebody else getting shot, somebody else getting killed. It's the norm. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I'm with you. It's like maybe I, I I'm I'm heavily on um on Twitter and when stuff like this happens, it's like it, it, it could control your timeline for like the next couple of days. So it's like it's just it is it's in your face. And I mean granted I can easily close Twitter or whatever, but it's like Dag again? Mm-hmm. Again? Like So this so brings me to to the point of like um you, you did you hear about the all the all the sports stopping? Like the NBA players walking off the court, not even showing up to the court. I felt I felt like they should have still been uh Protesting, I mm. feel like the NBA. Dude, can you imagine what kind of change would happen if all sports was put to a, a halt? And I specifically say, um, well, basketball in particular, just just basketball alone, because there are so many people of color um, who who dominate. The, the NBA, um, the amount of impact it would have instantaneously. Mm. There, there would be answers to whatever um, problem uh, America is having in, in regards to social in- injustices. Yeah. Um, the NBA could definitely... Um, do just just what they did is as far as uh, protesting. If they did it more often or for a longer period of time, some people would give some answers. Yeah, and to give you some some context of what happened. So, uh, and, and I'm sorry for for forgetting his name, but his name was Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake was the man who was right. shot seven times in the back, um, in front of his kids while just trying to get into his car, um, and. I'm not even going to get into all the details of, of how that situation even happened because it's just ridiculous. But so that happened in Wisconsin where the Milwaukee Bucks play, and they were the first team to to they were supposed to be the first team to take the court to take court to play the, their playoff game, and it was like, nah, we're not playing. Um, and that led to a, a trickle effect of all of the teams that were slated to play, all six teams that were slated to play that day said, nah, we're not playing. Right. Which led to baseball um, MLB players saying, "Nah, we're not playing." Which led to NFL players saying, "Nah, we're not practicing today." So the NBA was definitely the, the leading leading voice in this in that predicament. And I'm with you. It's like um, somebody who I, I I genuinely listen to on, on racial matters, and in regards to like uh, like the African American community, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. Um, a lot of people say that he, he spews bigotry, but I don't think so. He he was saying, if we want to evoke change, affect their pockets. I and, agree. And I, I 
totally agree with that. It's like um, Max Kellerman on first take was like white people, or let me not say white people. This country has benefited off the off the backs of black bodies. It started with slavery, um, benefiting using us as labor to 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 build this country, and now it's sports using black bodies for entertainment. Um, which in return makes billions of dollars for for this country, and I'm not gonna say white white people because we do have minority owners, but just for this country. So I think the NBA players like saying we not playing. That was that's scary. That that is scary to the um to the economic infrastructure that that America sees because if, if if black athletes stop playing sports, who's watching basketball? If LeBron James stop stops playing basketball, yeah. alone, people would watch basketball, but there would be a, a chunk of people who would take a stand with him. Yeah, and, and that it, that was even scarier because like when when the Bucks stopped playing, there was a meeting that the players had, and the Lakers and the Clippers said we should discontinue the playoffs, like stop playing altogether, and. Like Patrick Beverly said on the Clippers, if the King don't play, we don't play. Right. And I'm like, yo, that got to be real scary, like real scary to think about. And I'm saying, and I'm not saying sports is bigger than like any social justice movement that's happening. But if we're gonna be, if we're gonna keep it a hundred, sports is the distraction. Right. It's like you rather the world. Rather hears that LeBron had a triple double in a playoff game than um, a black man being shot seven times in the back. Right. So it's like it, let, let's let's keep it a, let's keep it a buck. If if there's no sports happening, we have no choice but to pay attention. Right. Um, and I think that's just scary for a lot of people in this country. Not even just from a, a financial standpoint. It's just that, um, like that's just a PR nightmare for America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, and I really, I wanted to start off with this because it's like, which brings uh, uh, brings me to another topic is like, okay, uh, sports is big in this country. So, if, if all the, the athletes stop playing, but then this happens again, then what? Like, I'm, 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 I am, I was talking to um, Jaquani, uh, and he he was going down to to Washington to protest. And I, let me say this: I am all for anybody who decides to protest. Power to you. That is not for me. I'm more about. I want to figure out a different way to evoke some kind of change. Right. Um. And like, I rather like support people who are in place, like who who have the the legal ear of Capitol Hill that can that can push forward bills like the Breonna Taylor bill, where um, no knock warrants are illegal. Um, and if you take off your body cam, then that's considered tampering with, um, with evidence. That's automatic jail time for a cop. Right. Like stuff like that. I support and I will continue to support. And I don't, dis- I don't like discredit anybody who decides to protest, but I'm like, what's next? Like, wh- how do we invo- um, evoke change? Like as a, as a black, as a black man and just a part of the black community, how do we evoke change? Everyone has a social media account. Mm. Um. Your voice, the things that we speak about, um, the things that we don't speak about, 
it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the even something some people would say as small as your social media account, but even something as big as your social media account, whether you have 100 followers or 100,000 followers, it's still people watching you. Mm-hmm. There are people watching you, um, whether there's five people or a hundred people. People are always watching. So being cognizant of the things that we post about or the things that we don't post about matters. Mm-hmm. And even the comments that we make within other other posts from from another platform that may be speaking about the the um, the issue or whatever person may have been killed currently in the in the tabloids or whatever you want to say on social media or on, on the news or in real life um, just making sure that that we we represent people who 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 want to see change mm. I agree I wholeheartedly agree with that I think another part of that is like we also got to swallow that big pill of pride like I saw a report that Jared Kushner who is um, the son-in-law of Donald Trump, wanted to reach out to LeBron James. And I know on the surface, it looks like this this white man could be trying to, you know, clout chase by, by trying to talk to one of the most powerful athletes in, in, in America. But even if that's the case, how often do you get a chance to get a, a, a direct talk with somebody who has direct ear to the president? Right. No matter what you feel about the president. The fact that you are being heard, or or not even heard, because I'm I'm all about like I'm going to speak my truth, whether you receive it or not. I think for me is is satisfying that I said something. Right. So, and I and I and I would say that to LeBron, um, if, if, if those reports were true, like take his call, like talk to him, like even if even at the bare minimum he says. What you're saying is absolutely ludicrous. Right. Okay. You said what you needed to say, though. He can't say that he's never heard it. I'm pretty sure the president can't say he's never heard it. Talk to him. Pick up that phone call. And I think, um, I think sometimes we have that. Um, that could be an issue. Like we we're very skeptical, which we should. Uh, but we're very skeptical when when, when something like that happens. Um, or any kind of assistance is offered, like how is this going to really affect me, though, kind of thing. And, and, and it, for good reason, we've been screwed over one too many times, and I get that. But I, I just don't think we should. We should. To me, that's 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 living in fear, and I don't think you should do that, especially when, um, when you're trying to provoke change. Right. So, if LeBron James goes to speak with someone. Um, who is affiliate, affiliated with the president? Mm-hmm. What does what does this do? What, 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 how much more of a change can it do for? Uh, and and I'll just say this: What if the ears he's speaking to doesn't necessarily care about the the issue anyway? Mm-hmm. That's very true, and, that, and and honestly, that is a high. It's a high probability of that being true. 
But my thing is, not even a but. It's, I think that that can happen. And honestly, I think it will happen. But on the flip side of that, it's like not picking up his call and then Jared Kushner and Donald Trump come out and say, well, we tried to talk to them. Like, that's way worse than LeBron speaking to them and LeBron coming out and saying, we said this, this, and that to them. I think they heard us. And if they decide, to, and if they decide not to do anything, then, then, they're, uh, then they're tone deaf. Right. So, I know that, that like, speaking, and I'm, a, I'm not... I'm not optimistically stupid. I know, like, talking to, like, people like that, like, a, a, a racist, I'm going to say Donald Trump is a racist. Speaking to a racist or anybody in his camp who are racist, that's going to push the goalpost at any point, um, at, 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 in any term of the sense. But I think as a as a leader in the a, in a community, um, a black community, I think LeBron has to say something to them directly in order... For um, in, in order for for everything that we're fighting for to have some kind of meaning, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point of having like people say black people don't have power? We don't have power like white people, but LeBron has power, right? And he has to use that power. That is a form of using your power. You know, in the fact that you say he has to, he should. I believe he mm. should. Okay, he, he should. You know, um, um, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. No yeah. one, and, and I feel like uh, there's a mandate that's automatically put on you when you in a position of power, uh, like LeBron James or somebody of his stature. Um, but these people are people. Mm-hmm. Human beings. Uh, sometimes it's it's like we we look at them as larger than life, when in reality they bleed just like us. They 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 human beings, and we we always expect them to have. And when I say them, as I said, I mean posi- people who are in position of power to to make all the right decisions, um, to say the right things. To um, you know, get mad when they say the wrong things. Yeah, these are, are living, breathing people who have families and and loved ones. And um, when it comes to social injustice, um, uh, it, it takes a lot of the, the these celebrities in in position of, of power to. To actually recognize what they possess, mm. and, and recognize who they are, and, and how much people actually are influenced by what they say and, and by what they do, and this could be Le- LeBron. And I'm and I'm and I'm, the fact that we're saying LeBron James is only because uh, of the the protest that they had for for the. NBA, which lets me know that LeBron James um, wants to do something about what's going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, he got the whole, like, more than a vote organization that he's um, helped started, whereas, like, he's getting every all African-Americans registered to vote because only 60% of African-Americans voted um, the first time Trump was elected, so. 
Yeah, LeBron definitely um he definitely wants change it. And like you like you were saying, yeah, I think that's the reason why I keep saying his name. He's probably the most prominent um pop culture African American mm-hmm. that I can think of that that's really spearheading um that can that can use his power to spearhead change. But yeah, man, I, I, like just as a as a black man, it's uh it's it, it's it's scary times like Granted, I'm glad it doesn't happen, uh, like, police brutality. And that's one thing I also want to get people to realize. Um, there's racism. Racism, systemic racism is an issue. Police brutality is another issue that comes underneath systemic racism. Um, meaning, like, black people are not afford afforded the same liberties that a white man might have when it comes to their interaction with police. For example, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back. Lately I- um, he was shot seven times in the back when he was getting into his car, right? Uh, on the flip side of that, there was another man who was uh, who police officers was trying to apprehend and they never drew a weapon on him at all and he was white. Right. And he was waving a knife at them. So that that's the issue with police brutality. Um, and some of that is the way cops are trained, and there's a lot of that is the way black people are perceived. I saw recently somebody was like, um, when you're black, you're always armed to a mm. policeman. I was like, that's crazy. But something that we don't speak about is the fact that policing was the term policing was was created to police or find runaway slaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just something to think about. So we shouldn't be so surprised as to why things are so one-sided. Because mm. that's why. And, and the thing is, even though the information is out there, um, people who are, who are police, police officers, some people, many people, I'm not saying all of them, but some people don't don't even realize it, that that's the reason why things are the way they are. Mm. That's a mentality that was that's amongst the 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 uh, the culture of being a, a police officer. Yo. Funny how you say that because the Thirteenth Amendment is a it's a documentary on um, on Netflix. Did you watch it? I've heard about it, but I didn't. By watch Ava, it. is it Ava Duvet? Ava Du. Oh, I started watching, but I didn't finish it. I watched this with Danny, yo. This junk, this junk had me just thinking how how messed up this country is, bro. Because I'm only reason I'm saying that because, and I'm not gonna go into a tangent about Thirteenth Amendment. Um, the, the documentary, but you should check it out it's on Netflix. It's dope. But you're, you're right. Like, a lot of things that's happening today has already been in place. Mm-hmm. And it's been set up so that it can happen. And the repercussions or the, the legal reper- repercussions wouldn't, um, wouldn't matter, I should say. Right. Um, and yeah, that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. But watch 13th Amendment because it shows you it shows you how um, public relations, marketing, and, and 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 white power has just 
really set this country up to to be the way it is, especially for black people. And I think it was one of the best documentaries I've ever watched. And I love documentaries. And it, yeah, it's, it's all about the, the tone that's being set. The tone that was set for this country was built on, on, on racism and um, hatred and, and being mean-spirited, evil, mm. taking, <laughs> raping, just bad things. Bad things that people are persecuted for today. Um, bad things that people are judged by today. America set up a system that incriminates people for doing the very thing that is done to um, people of color. Yeah. And speaking and speaking of tone, yo, and this is my last point. We can definitely switch topics after this. But think about this. I want to leave this with everybody. When the Civil War happened, right? And people give Abraham Lincoln a lot of credit for freeing slaves or whatever. I don't. Mm-hmm. If, imagine if when the Civil War was, um, was happening and the President of the United States said, we're going to denounce slavery. And instead of saying it's going to be the North versus the South, but the United States, uh, the, the, the federal government would not intervene, then... Uh, the federal government would to me and whoever wins, that's what we're going to go with in this country. Imagine if he said the federal government will support the North because we believe slavery is wrong. Right. I think, me personally, I think that could have, I'm not going to say everything would have been perfect today, but I don't think you get Jim Crow laws. I don't think you get, um, I don't think you get like voter suppression amongst um, African Americans if the United States originally said like when the Civil War was happening, the United States is going to support the North to end slavery. Right. And I'm gonna leave it there. But that I believe that's where a lot of things went wrong when the United States decided to step out of the problem and let the 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 citizens figure it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We can switch topics. Can I tell you, I put Headsprung on my playlist for my workouts? That's a good workout song. It is, yo. Yo, I don't know why Oguga J didn't like that song, yo. No, you know, the interview that I saw from him, he was basically saying he thought that it would do better than... Numbers? Did based off of being associated with a big name producer like like Timberland. Ah, uh, I didn't know Timberland did that beat to you, told me. Yeah, cause he, he was trying to make he didn't say Timberland, but in the interview he was like, you know, the big fat producers nodding their head behind the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, this Timberland buffed up like not too. Not too short after that, like. He got rid of that ASAP. Yo, Headsprung is a good song, yo. I want, he right, though. Probably should have did better. That's my shit, though. Okay, now, ladies. Yeah. That's a good song. Um. Oh, here we go, 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 here we go. Um. Ownership. 
we we kind of talked about this before we even came on on a on a joint. But you um you are very big in in in, in the whole concept of of owning, especially like your music and and everything that 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 entails that comes that comes with that. Do you um? Actually, can you speak about that? Like, what, how do you feel about like being a boss, like owning your own, being a boss, being the owner of your own creative? Um, understanding what's most important to you. Hmm. Some things may not be that important to you, may not be that dear to you that you want to own it. Someone's music. I don't believe there's anything wrong with it, if if that's the person's choice. But don't try, I, don't try to swindle someone. What you mean? Wait. To what? give up their masters. Okay. Um, well, if you if you're specifically talking about music. No, no, you good, you good. But um, if someone feels like they can take that money and invest in something else that they may have. Um, have ideas and they aspirations that they that they can take this money that they profited from their music and giving up their intellectual property they could advance advance into into another area of entertainment or mm-hmm. um, I don't know in, invest in tech anything it doesn't have to be one thing that a person profits off of and I believe oftentimes because of the stigma that's been placed on um, you know even the word masters within the music industry um, people deem it as something that's bad every single time but if you don't believe yourself that your masters is more important than some other idea that you may have and you can take this whatever money that you agree upon with that record label that you can take that money and pour it into some other goal that can um, help you out financially then why not Mm. I I guess it just depends depends on on the person Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so you are so you don't feel any kind of way when someone's like sells off their masters. You you know, okay, specifically, did, did you hear about uh, RZA selling his fifty mm-hmm. percent of his? Yeah, a lot of people doing that to this tech company right now. Yeah. Um, who knows what else he may be wanting to invest in the tech company itself? Take that money and. No, I did the same thing. I mean. However, you can get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. He may have a totally different idea that's uh, sur- uh, surpasses our understanding of what we we believes um, is the right thing to do with his masters. So would you? So would you sell your masters? Um, if the if the, the bag was I, I right, would, I would. I would do the masters of a song or a selected amount of songs, not meaning 
everything that I am. Not your every title. time that I put out music. Okay. I get you. I get you. I I was just wondering, like, um, I I agree. Just just take it back to the to the broader spectrum of of, of creatives. Um, if somebody wanted decided to to own their own, um, and I get now that the word own like you can own so much of a creative process, like from just the the pre planning of it to the final product of it. If somebody wanted to like own all of that, I get that. Me personally, I'm a I'm a capitalist. I like money. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say somebody saw one of my videos and was like, we want to buy this video. We want ownership of this video. Mm-hmm. Depending on what the deal looks like, I'm like, you can take the final product. Sure. I keep all the, the, the raw footage. I keep anything. Like, I keep the project file. Like, I just think that now, like, as I'm learning more about, like, what it necessarily means to own something as a creative, you own so much of it on so many different levels. Take this podcast, right? Let's say somebody wanted to buy this podcast from us. They wanted to buy... There's so many things they have to buy from us. They got to buy our name. Um, they got to buy the design of like any of the marketing stuff that we um, decided to do. They got to buy the individual um, audio files that we're recording in. They got to buy that stuff too. So they could. So we could say like, yeah, you can have our final products. Like you can have every episode that we put out. You can you can distribute them how you want. But we're keeping all of, as you would say, like the masters, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've learned that that's a bigger deal to um, to a company because they want to be able to, they need to be able to like, let's say, let's say they was to buy all of our episodes, but we was to re-edit those episodes and distribute them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They can't do nothing. Right. Um, so they would want all of it. It's like a package deal. And if they don't get the packages, they usually walk away. I didn't know that until, um, uh, well, Joe Button kind of, kind of, um, kind of kind of hinted at that about like what Spotify was trying to do with him. Um, so pretty much my my I do have a question. My question, um, which you already kind of answered, would you? Because you talk, you said like you would give them a single, but in that single, because even with the single, it's like you could break that down too. Like, would you? Um, well, not really, because if, if they buy the single from you, they want all of it. But are you willing to give up all of that? Depending, like you said, depending on the money. If I'm selling the masters of this, and I, I, I think of things all of the time. Mm-hmm. It, you, you know, it's, it's your intellectual property. If you, if you've been a person who gifted to, you know, think of, you know, good ideas within something that you're good at over and over these ideas would be songs lyrics mm-hmm. then selling someone the masters to one thing I don't think that should be a problem but it goes into perpetuity within uh, everything that you're doing mm-hmm. every album that you're putting out for the rest of your life and your kids kids life we will profit off of. Uh, yeah, I think that's just own. knowing the worth. That's knowing the worth of of, of, of um, and I know we're talking about music, but that's just knowing the worth of whatever your 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 mind is putting out. 
Like, if you, like, I like how you say intellectual property. Um, if you feel like, if you feel like what they're offering you, and, and, and I say this as, as a PSA to anybody, if you feel like what you are offering is worth something way more in the future, if you can forecast, like, what they're offering me is a million dollars right now, because of how great this is, it could be worth 15 million in the future, hold on. Either sell it for the future value or don't sell it at all. So, yeah, I think that just comes down. That definitely just comes down to work. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's all I had on that topic because I, I thought it was interesting. Um, those interesting thing about ownership. Like I don't, I say this all the time. I don't want to own anything. Like I mean, I own a house and stuff like that. I get that. I'm talking about like as far as like building a company. It's never been my goal. And, and I do have a production company, but my my hope is that one day somebody will buy that off of me. Mm. Um, I'm not, part of me is lazy, and I know that about myself. <laughs> is that what it really is? It is. It's a lot, like, um, most of the time I'm a one-man wrecking crew, and I've worked with other people before. I don't really like to work with other people when it comes to video stuff. Because I'm just so, I can be a bit of an asshole and I tell people that. But I don't ever want to. Why do you believe that you're an asshole when it comes to video? Because it's like, I know, I know what I want to make this look the way that I want it to look. And sometimes I don't want creative opinion right now. If I hire you, I would say this. Somebody, I work with Brennan Austin. If me and Brenda playing this from the jump, like from A, yes, I'm good with that because you have mutual investment into this project that we're doing. If I'm hiring you as hands, you are hands. Mm-hmm. Hands don't have mouths. <laughs> and, and stuff like that, I know I can be a jerk about because as soon as you start asking and, and giving suggestions like back to back to back to back, I'm like, I'm going to let you go. And I've done that because it's annoying. So... I don't want that. I don't like that. I don't like that side of me. So I'd rather. I would. I would sell GM Productions. So do you believe that's necessarily a bad idea to take the suggestion, even if the person necessarily isn't in your? No. See, no. Let me say this. I, um, when, when it comes to video production, anybody who does video production, pre-planning is the most important phase. Of, of doing that and I don't have all the answers and I know that but I am confident in my decisions so if I'm planning something um, I take time I take a lot of time to really plan that out I don't need somebody the day of second guessing my thoughts right um I mean it's, it's all about what you what you it's, I was about to say it's all about what you're comfortable with but sometimes it's about what you're uncomfortable well, your problem with the way you, your problem based off of what you said, not my, not my analysis. Mm-hmm. You said your problem with um, collaborating with people who you've hired as hands, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is their input. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, what 
and and that signifies your comfortability with how you like to do things. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, what if it's that's your uncomfortability that could help you with the way I you get what you say. Okay, I get what you're saying. Then let me fail first. Mm. Then tell me. Mm. Like. You, I don't know how how I can make this relatable, so I'm just going to say it the best way I can. When when I'm in when I'm on set, first off, I already hate shooting. Mm-hmm. Freaking hate! I hate cameras with a passion, right? So if I'm on set shooting, like I said, I've already taken hours to plan this shootout to the best of my ability, and I'm confident in my in my ability of. of of shooting this at a high level, right? Let me do this right now. Like, like don't bother me. If I'm telling you to do something, just do it. Mm-hmm. When we look at the, when we go into post, or like or when we go into review footage, and we see something that's messed up, then that falls on me. And then I will go back to the clients and we need to reshoot this. And then we can then give me your suggestion. Don't do it on the spot. Right, I understand. Well, do you let that be known? Is that something that you announce with that that format? Because no. naturally, it's some right. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Naturally, no. if somebody naturally if someone sees something and they're, they're intrigued about what's going on, you know, there's lights, there's buttons, there's mm-hmm. there's pictures, there's movement, mm-hmm. there's HD. They're gonna go, yo, yo, that'd be hot if you dot dot dot. Maybe you should set the tone from the door stating, hey, I want to let this be known. I don't work well when people give suggestions or say anything in regards to input toward my work until this time. And that doesn't sound asshole-ish? No, I think that's actually (laughs) better than... What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I'm trying to work here. Like, that's way better. Cause you, you already, you already set the tone. You from the door. You saying, you in so many words. You saying, shut up. <laughs> but you're not. That's why I'm saying is, is, is better. I would, th- I would think that's, that's a better way to approach it. Cause you never know what, what could, what could happen. Because the worst that could happen is if you play it back and you say, "This is this is whack," mm-hmm. and then you got two people that are looking at it like, "This is whack," or "This is good." Or maybe you could change this. Or I I don't know. Mm. Okay. You know, you know. I got no response to that. I don't. Ah, I don't. You did. I still want to sell at some point in my life. Be able to make GM production so profitable that somebody else want to take it off my hands. But you gotta work. You gotta work to get it to a point where someone will want to even invest. Of course. Of and, course. But but the worst thing you want to do is you. Let's just say someone came along and said, "Hey, I want to give you. No, I want to give you one hundred thousand at the place you're at right now. One hundred thousand dollars to." own everything you have 
in GM production and forward. Mm-hmm. Would you settle for that? No. One million. Right now. One million dollars to own everything within GM production. Okay, you said maybe. So let's just say yes. That's something that you would do. Mm-hmm. Now, what if they take GM Productions? If they have the money to give you one million dollars, that means they can have the money to invest one million dollars into their company. True. GM Productions. So mm-hmm. they gave you your one million dollars. Now they have one million dollars to really take. GM Productions to the next level. Now we're going to put $1 million into it, $2 million into it, $3 million, and it blows up, and now this is a, a company that's worth $20 million. If and anybody want to buy GM Productions for $1 million, hit me up. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that that's, that that's the point. Like, if you if you put the work into in, in, investing, and you got to feed the company first before, if you do that, it got to gain some mean value because it's like what, how agree. much will it be worth if you just settle for the 100 one, uh, uh, not 100 million a million dollars or... I agree and, and I think ooh, excuse me over the past I would say three years I think I've invested about 20 20 G's into it mm. um, from equipment to um, doing some some work that should have been way more than I just did for like off the either off the cheap or for free. Um, I think I, I think I've made adequate investment into into this craft or, or, or into this process. Um, if I had more time, probably I would do more. But I, I don't got that kind of mm-hmm. I don't got that kind of time. But just to just to ask like like rebut directly, I've I've invested. I've invested a lot into this, I would say. Um, and I don't know, maybe depending on what the contract looked like, do I give it all up? Probably not. Who knows? You know? Somebody got that million. The way you was talking just now, somebody got that million dollars in right there. Million dollars. Because, but, 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 but my thought is, and and I had this I had this argument with one of our bros. I was like, if I had a million dollars, I'm never going broke again. There's no way I'm going broke again. Like, I will always, and I promise you, once I, like, I would spend half that mil, but after, like, the, the second year, I would never not have less than a million again. How could you spend half the mil if half the mil you gotta is spend going, almost half the mil you gotta is spend going money to be to make taxes? Money. You got to spend money to make money. Almost half the money is going to be taxes. I understand that. Okay, you, you pay... What's what's the what's the what's the percentage of that you think is gonna be taken? Probably gonna be like 30, 30 racks easy. Okay, so that leaves me with nine hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Thirty racks. Oh, nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. After I pay off my student loan debts, cause they you know they gonna get so that's that leaves me at like eight hundred dollars, eight hundred thousand dollars. I invest three hundred thousand of that. I'm never going to not see a million dollars again. I yo, I am way too savvy with money to not understand how to make that um to, how not to flip that um flip that million. No way. No way I'm going broke again. 
So if anybody want to buy Genie Productions, just hit me up, you know, at GregNelson26 on Twitter and Instagram. Just saying. What's that? Somebody just said um, Jim Carrey could do Big Daddy. Adam Sandler can't do the mask. I agree. I mean, it would, who, who could say Jim Carrey, I mean, um, Adam Sandler couldn't do the mask? If he did the mask, it would be his interpretation of the mask. Um, and just like, okay, let's say this. Heath Ledger took what... Um, took what uh, Jack Nicholson did with the Joker and he made you forget literally forget about the tone Jack Nicholson set for his interpretation of the Joker and then everybody thought like yo Heath Ledger did a crazy job I don't see how anybody could ever do something that even if it's not better but it, it holds its own. The other, this this new uh, Joker, you know. So same with Jack With the same with this, um, you know, both of them have very di- different styles of acting. And Adam Sandler, I believe he would hold his own weight. Boo! You can't, you can't come. No, no. You can't come with that kind of an, uh, with that kind of interpretation. Of course. In their, in their own, if, if Adam Sandler decided to take the role of Max, he's going to make it in his own right. I'm talking about what we have to go on right now. If they wanted the mask to be the way the mask was, you think Adam Sandler could pull that off? Of course not, because that was, the your interpretation of what the mask is was based off of what uh, Jim Jim Carrey displayed. You can't you can't do that. But that's but that that's to me that's the argument. I think you can easily put Jim Carrey in a lot of Adam Sandler rules, but you can't do that for Adam Sandler. I don't feel like the mask is. A, I yo in twenty twenty, if Adam Sandler dropped the mask and the mask didn't come out, I guarantee you. If and especially if people already had. Uh, are familiar with Adam Adam Sandler's style of of comedy and his style of acting in general. Um, if in 2020 the mask dropped and it was Adam Sandler who was the originator, people would watch it. 
You that's wouldn't not, be like, this that's is That's not Sandler the argument. Dude. That's not the argument. Of course you we would watch say, it. You're trying to say, be, well, you not trying to. You said that that Adam Sandler couldn't do exactly what Jim Carrey did. Right? And Jim Carrey can But I think Jim Carrey can do exactly what Adam Sandler did. Gotcha. And that's what makes, I think that's what, that, to me, that's the separation. I got like, you. you could, like, I would say, you could think of, when you think of Adam Sandler, you think of, like, uh, for me, you think of, like, Big Daddy or um, Mr. Deeds or or Happy Gilmore. You nah, can, nah, nah, nah. You I don't can, agree. You can drop Jim Carrey into those roles. You can Think put, of fun with Dick and Jane. Think of Liar Liar. Think of Bruce Almighty. Jim Carrey is corny. Don't do that. Don't do that. Jim, listen, I love Jim Carrey just as much as anyone else who loves Jim Carrey. But his role, he's like, he's usually the guy who, I don't know, earns like $80,000 $80, a year. But he's corny. Okay. I see he, that. And he... It's this. It's a, a lot of the times they they typecast him with that with that role, and Adam Sandler is like a little more rough on the edges, and yeah, and he's almost every single role that you can think of, he 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 doesn't mind like um, getting dirty and, and and cursing and um, doing rude things that um, white collar. He's a blue collar guy. Yeah, he's I was, a blue collar act. Like if you come to a role, you think of him as a blue collar, and, and uh, Jim Carrey as a white collar. I agree. Adam Adam Sandler is definitely a, an adult comedy kind of guy versus Jim Carrey with more family. Right. Okay. Then that's a that, that's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. Adam Sandler's own favorite. See, so that 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 literally debugs this whole thing, and I and it, social media is really bad because. <laughs> I mean, it's real. Once, once they get a roll on something, everybody starts piggybacking off of this, this idea, idea, what's your, ideology, ideology. Thank you. Off of uh, ideology, ideology that's that's um, popular on social media, and then it, it it becomes something that everybody. Starts to you know have that view like oh like you just said that sounds like an exact quote that was on social media like I I just read it to you <laughs> wait, but this wait. one is a different one but Jim Carrey could do Happy Gilmore but Adam Sandler can't do who's, um the Grinch who stole Christmas I agree with that Adam Sandler can't do the Grinch are you serious yo if it was an adult film maybe <laughs> so, no I got what you said. Yo, Adam Sandler would kill the green. He would absolutely, with that green suit on, I can imagine him. <laughs> I can't, yo. I can imagine him as rude as he is and move. Are you serious? The Grinch is rude. You probably, I can't he see him in it. He would kill that role. I can't see him in it, yo. That 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 satire, like. And to make it clear, I am an Adam, I think I'm way more of an Adam Sandler fan than I am of a Jim Carrey fan. I'm, I'm more of a fan of a certain time period with, with mm. Jim Carrey, like, you know, like Fire Marshal Bill, mm -hmm. The Mask, um... You like Liar Liar? I love Liar Liar. It's a funny, one of the funniest movies I love Liar Liar. 
I just, for me, Adam Sandler, no, that's not true. Adam Sandler has done very bad movies like Click. That's a good movie. It's terrible. <laughs> you bad. heard that somewhere. You from heard that. Me. Was, you heard that somebody, I think it's popular, I think it's very popular to, to say. That joke is bad. That joke is really bad, yo. Yo, so this is this is very random, but I like randomness. What do you think about guys who are more open about dating big girls? I don't even know wrong with that. There's something wrong with that? I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. In fact, I like big women. <laughs> I, li I like big women a lot, but I'm, I'm saying I, I feel like, you know, guys like Redman, back in the day, like in the 90s, used to always make songs about big chicks and about how he likes big chicks. Mm -hmm. um, within a world on, you know, on social media where you go on your explore page, it's just mad Instagram models. I hate them, yo. With huge butts and, and real butt. big titties. Fake, Fake or not, big they still there and they real tiny little waist, and big thighs, like it be crazy. Be crazy, but then to, to <laughs> on the contrary, there's nothing wrong with some wide and all offside, unproportioned body. I don't know about unproportioned. Hey man, <laughs> you think about chicks that look like the penguin? Damn. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when the, the little legs that go, oh, I know, I know you're talking like dum dum. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I don't even know what. Party next door. Party next. You still on this P and B stuff? Um, Party Mobile is is crazy. I said that. I said that. It's a good album. Very very good album. It's crazy. Don't hold your breath. It's one of like my least favorite songs off the project though. What? Don't wait on my love. There's think, a direction that he was going in off that album, and I singled out those those that direction and made a playlist, my own playlist, that I felt like um, 
were the, the 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 sounds that attracted me toward the album, and I feel like they they're the strongest. The, the tracks like the news, um, PGT, um, touch me, um, um, what's the joint with him and Rihanna? That's probably my least favorite song on the album. You told see, I can't listen to what you say. You said at one time you literally said that's the best song on the album. I've always said Savage Re- um Savage Anthem was the best album. Best on, on our album. way to the beach. Okay. Let's just say you had a I'll just say this. You you definitely weren't saying it was your least favorite. You were saying how much you love um Rihanna on the track and that was a good track. It was a good track. And now it's not anymore. No, it still is a good track. It's just my least favorite track. Oh, I got you. Okay, that's fair. I thought within the album, like within the, the sequence of the album, I thought it was well placed. Um, I don't think it's like when you when people was talking about hearing Rihanna on the track, like it was gonna be the next hit. I don't feel that way about it. I think it's a good song. Um if there wasn't even enough Rihanna on the track, she was just doing I agree. background. I agree. She was just doing backgrounds and assisting him, doing the hook. Yeah, she she did the hook, but it it wasn't enough Rihanna. Like I felt like if it was like a Rihanna verse where she like carried her own, it was too much of. I don't want to say too much a party because it's his song, but yeah. I'm saying like, um, if you're gonna have Rihanna on the track, have her on the track. Yeah. I need a Rihanna album, man. I do. You didn't listen to Anti, did you? Yes, I did. Oh. I just had to put that out there. What is more than that? I don't know what you think I, I have against Rihanna. I don't know. I don't know. But but as far as Nicki and Cardi B. Oh, my gosh. I'm not doing this with you, yo. You know it. Cardi I'm not B doing is gonna, this with you. Cardi B is going to definitely... Take a spot. Wrong. Cardi B is gonna take Nicki Minaj's spot. If you say she's gonna take a spot because because Nicki is fading off, sure. No, I'm not. I like, mean, dude, I'm Nikki's talking about consistently. I'm talking about consistently on both. Cardi B has been having hit after hit. And it's not been like a, a flood, like just, you know, like how Drake can have like just a bunch of songs, you know what I mean, that's doing really big at the same time from him. But Cardi B has a joint every single year, a joint or two. That, and Nicki Minaj hasn't had that in a very long time with the song she put out. So... I'm a, let me do this because I think I I, I I I think I understand where everybody misconstrues my argument, right? I'm going to compare. This is what I'm gonna say. At the end of Nicki Minaj's career, and at the end of Cardi B's career, whenever they both decide to hang up their pumps, Nicki will have been will will would will have been a better artist than Cardi has been. In their in their respected times in their career, when Car- when Nicki first got on, and I'ma say starting from, you you could you could take you could start it from Bedrock, 
You want to talk about a run? You don't think her run was better than Cardi's run now? No, that's why I didn't say now. I said she will. And, and she is her pattern is different. She had a totally different machine behind her. And that doesn't take away from the fact that I still believe that Cardi B would surpass it. But Cardi B's, whoever is in charge of distributing um, the her singles and making sure that they come out at a specific time. Um, Nicki Minaj's career was totally different. They were flooding Nicki Minaj singles. Hit. Yeah, that that's, that doesn't take away from what the point that I'm about to uh, uh, convey. Um, but Cardi B is been consistent every year. Just even if it's not quant quantity, mm -hmm. but the quality is definitely. Cardi B has not been missing. Okay. Okay. So, now if you want to talk about quality versus quantity, I think you can say at Nikki's height, she had both. Yeah, but that, that, what I'm saying is you're looking at the effects of the down of something that's been so high at a rapid pace versus something that's like, Slow, oh, right forward. and slow versus something that's slow and, and gradual, and has some time to. So I'm gonna say this. I'll, I'll say this in 2020, right? Cardi B is a bigger right now is a bigger female rapper than Nicki Minaj. She is definitely in the limelight, way more than Nicki. Um, my argument will constantly be. When the careers are over, who will have had a better career? And I'm going to say Nicki. I think what Nicki has accomplished, no female rapper will ever achieve. Yeah, but she's still living her, her life. She's still putting out the hits. Cardi B is still alive. She's still doing you're her thing. You're comparing, like, what's, what you will say Nicki has 10 years in the game to three? That's essentially what I'm doing. You can't. No, the, the, the reason why I can is because it's just like anything. Um, too much of anything is never good. Are you, you sitting here saying Cardi B's catalog, what she's done, is going to be better than Nicki's? Look, look, let me finish what I'm saying. You look at the stock market, the mm -hmm. stock market. If you got a stock that's skyrocketing upward mm -hmm. for a very long time is gonna be really bad eventually. That's always unhealthy because it's going to drop. Eight, and when it drops, it's going to drop hard because of the amount of um because of the amount of profit that, that it was making compared to when it when it does drop. If it is more Susceptible to have a, a healthy stock that's going up, down, up, up, down. Even if it's not in that exact pattern, but it's it's showing consistently, consistency up. That that's dangerous if it's just going straight up. It's dangerous. It, it's 
It's good while it while what you get to getting while it's good, but eventually it's going to go down. It's gonna hit because you have to keep that same am amount of consistency, and you can't doing it that long. Well, there are exceptions to the rules. Um, Drake, for whatever uh, formula he has, he's managed to to stay on top and remain on top. And there's never been anyone who has been able to do what he is doing. But in Nicki Minaj's case, she has displayed that she has chinks in her armor. That she's not, that she she can have a, a, a cold time. And what I'm saying, uh, Nicki Minaj's catalog compared to Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, May have had her fun. Okay. Because, and it's been consistent, even on great songs. Yikes is crazy. Yikes is stupid. Why wasn't Yikes like, you know what I mean? Uh, why wasn't Yikes a Bodak Yellow? That was crazy. Yikes is stupid. And what I'm saying is, it's the it's the image. I believe is it's the image is. It's the, um, who, when we see Nicki Minaj, who she is, um, what many people have gotten tired of. But of course, the people who are loyal to what Nicki Minaj brings to the table, they, they love that. Y'all love that. Y'all, y'all into that. But I'm saying it's someone like Cardi B who is not emptying the whole clip. She's not emptying the whole clip. Like, she's, like, very strategic about her joints. She's not, like, just, like, spraying every... She got joints that's... It's a couple joints that's just lasting for a while instead of it being just, like, a flood of Cardi. When, you, when we hear about Cardi, when she's the thing that we're talking about, we're talking about a couple songs per year. Mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj... This run that you're talking about, it was Nikki, 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 everywhere, Nikki, 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 and you can definitely um, exhaust, overexhaust yourself. But I don't think she has. She's she's gathered a, a core following of people, and at this point, she I don't believe she'll get to the point where she's just like, um, you know. can't afford a cheeseburger. I'm not saying that. She has a core of people who who will support what she does. Yeah. Even Tina Turner does. That's not a, a, a point to prove. I thought the argument was that Cardi B, that I believe Cardi B will be able to surpass what Nicki Minaj has already. And already I'm telling done. you it won't happen. I, I will bet my life that this would not happen. I, I give you, I would say it like this. Nikki is in rare air for a female artist. Like for a female rapper, I would say. Where she's in the, call me crazy, I put her in the same stratosphere as J, M, Gay, Drake, meaning if, if this is in 2020, Saying Nicki Minaj's name will get her trending. Mm -hmm. Like if we called 
this episode, Nicki Minaj, it would trend. Cause let's just say we could we could all just, we could just say we could just say have a whole conversation about Nicki's this, Nicki this, Nicki that, Nicki this. It will trend because her name rings bells. Cardi B, it would do the same. I don't not. Nah, I got you. I'm about to don't do that. Don't do that. No, I'm saying from from uh, I mean, I'm talking on both fronts from a musical standpoint. Cardi makes great music, and I understand what you mean by she's not missing. But I would also say. Look at how long these 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 songs are lasting, right? So latest hit, wow. What do you think that's gonna go off? That's never gonna go. Off. I don't believe you that. Wanna wanna know why it's not? Why? Because and I I'm I'm might be given okay whatever. But the classic house music whores in this house mm-hmm. is There's for, some whores. Is is forever embedded into the house music community and that will Sample always Christian. be something True. that people will like um revert to they're always referred to wop when they play that joint like it's a, it's a it's like a, a no-brainer to, to transition yeah, into it. it'll always be a, within in the culture glad you said the word culture because I think of, for me, and this is just my standards, for somebody to true, for, for an artist, in my opinion, to like, to make timeless music, to be timeless music is music that's in movies now. It mm-hmm. needs to cross that, pla- not even black and white, like, it needs to, not that kind of culture. It needs to cross over to the movie culture. Like, for example, I still, to this day, I think if somebody wanted to make a corny, cheesy movie where a bunch of nerds are walking into a club, they would either play Plump It Up or they would play um, Turn Down For What. Right. Those are movie tracks. Right. Um, I think uh, Starships is a movie track. What's that? Um, Starships were made to fly. Let's go to the beach. Beach, okay. let's go. Movie track. I don't see Cardi making that kind of music because that's not what she wants to do. And that's my only reason why, that's my only reason for saying from 24 Carat. With, with Bruno? Yeah. Not 24 Carat. Um, I know what I'm talking about. Um, that's what she, she does want to do that. She does want to do But what's she going to do it though? Like you said, three years. Like she still has mad time. When like that, to, I'm telling she you, she gave a glimpse of the of that effort just by doing that collaboration with him. Well, when that happens, come talk to me because right now there's no no from a from a personality standpoint where people want to be barbs and people getting fake butts and fake titties. Now, nah, 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 nah. Usually I don't do this. Nah. But go hard and bring over a little previous. Listen, listen. <laughs> you're gonna have to stop right there because people, a lot of women, uh, and, and um, you know, homosexual males, all across the board are doing the the okra thing, like and she's making manner mannerisms. She's cultural impact. I think she made stripper rap cool. Right. And I give that to Cardi. I'm not saying that. She's making an impact. Please do not get me wrong. I think Cardi B is a, a phenomenal artist, and I think she's making a cultural impact. I just don't think 
her cultural impact was as significant as um, Nicki Minaj's. Yeah, you got to give it some time, bro. Nicki so Minaj. So say that. Don't say. Cause you making it seem like it's happening right in front of our face. No, I, I, what I did say, I didn't say that. I said you give it some time, but that's exactly what I said. I said three years right now. She got three years under her belt. Watch, just based on how they are distributing, if they continue with distributing her singles the way they are and not emptying the whole Atlantic, clip, right? yep, with the way they're doing it, that, that with that formula, whatever they got going, she's going through the stratosphere. She's going, and I said, I said it before, by now, you said before that she was going to be done. You said after I that did. album, it was a wrap. But now it's with this single, they've already pressed the reset button on 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 you know her career. When I say the reset button, reset button, I mean the the moment of time where people actually want to hear you. Uh huh. They reset that, and and that did a ripple effect with with uh Megan. What you mean? A ripple effect meaning like uh press the reset button on, on her career as well. Like that that WAP single is not as I think you overlooking like how big the single is. No, I think it's huge. I think it's I think it's like astronomically huge. Right. I mean I think it will be even bigger if clubs and stuff were open. Right? But Definitely. Because not, I, I just think and maybe this is this is Greg's ears, but Cardi's for me the thing that always put Cardi behind the eight ball for me is her content. It's so her projects are so consistent in the same um, content. Like um, Invasion of Privacy was talking about her life, right? I thought Invasion of Privacy was a great album, and I think it deserved all the accolades that it got. Um, but that, but the majority of her content of that album was talking about her life, everything she's gone through from uh, being a stripper, from being on VH1 to to get into the relationship with Offset, Offset doing her thing. It was all that was a life album. It was a life project. I think whatever they're doing now, I think it's gonna be all geared towards sex. And I don't know how how far you can go with that. And like you said, maybe after this album, they're gonna push another reset button and do something different. Well. It's it's been proven that you can talk about sex and still sell records, the, even the whole way through. It's just all how it's presented. I mean, WAP is crazy. <laughs> so I'm saying, it, and it doesn't even have to. If, if you want to say that you're talking about sex is uh, all through the the entire um, album, it gets redundant. But the the way you speak about you can speak about sex in so many different types of ways. True. Um, but, but that's to say that Cardi, if Cardi B was taking the direction that you were saying, just only talking about sex, but who knows? She could be talking about, uh, everyday relatable issues that may be outside of sex. True. Same way she did and, and, in the first time. And, and that's, if, and if this is what the second album is going to, if this is what the second product is going to entail, I will, I will eat crow. I promise you I would. I just don't see it happening. Said I will eat crow. I just don't see it happening at all. 
at all. I don't hate Cardi B. It seemed like dude. I actually enjoy her music. I think she, I think her flows are crazy. I think her beat, her beat selection is very underrated. I don't care the fact that she doesn't write for herself. Either, either, either she has a beat selection or somebody else. Somebody, whoever's choosing her production is crazy because every beat she comes out with is hard. Yeah, I was a, not expecting um, wow, like that beat is like I can listen to the beat without the song. To be honest with you. Yeah, it, it is hard, and like I said, that uh, that's the reason why I believe it's gonna be a forever classic. It's definitely gonna be a forever classic. Oh yeah. Trying to get us canceled. Listen, yeah. we gotta we gotta stand behind what we said before. I support R. Kelly's music that he recorded with Jive. Not Robert Kelly who's rotting in prison. How could you hate on this? How could you hate on this? Niggas getting up to that. I don't care what nobody say. All of a sudden, this is not a good song? Is that what you're telling me? This is the one and only Greg and Mr. Rent Money Podcast. <laughs> it's just a conversation. 